Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Friday, Alyssa. Oh my god, a star is in our midst, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, fucking fantastic episode of Dave on FXX and Hulu. Watch it if you haven't. You're about such one... a little sneak. Yeah, we just did a whole prep for this episode and I didn't mention that you I was going to do this like, hey, Taylor, so this is what we're going to talk about. And then the second we hit record, you're like such a stage mom. <laughs> I'm trying to get an organic reaction from you. Oh my god, I have to say, like, your character has had such, like, like universally positive uh, reviews online. It's amazing. Isn't that wild? It's really, it's, I'm like getting the, I sound like uh, Peter Weber's mom, but I'm getting so much love. (laughs) (laughs) I literally was like, I was like, you know, looking on Twitter to see what people were saying about your episode, obviously expecting it to be good, but there's always some like stinkers online. So I was looking like, uh, Dave, Allie sucks. Dave, like, Allie, dumb bitch. Like, Dave, like, whatever. <laughs> None of that. No trolls whatsoever. No. And you I'm won so them happy all over. specifically for this episode because there was such a fear amongst the, like, crew in making it that we didn't want Allie in this fight and in this uh, episode to become super unlikable and have everybody sort of take Dave's side. And at the same time, we didn't want everybody to, like, shit on Dave. It was like... So much work went in from the writers to art, like craft that argument so that it was very fair on both sides. And I was so relieved to see that it feels like that's how people are receiving it. I mean, and, it like, was it's just so incredible and honest and very like it just it was very real. I saw both sides of the argument. I feel like I've had those conversations and relationships. It didn't. That's not what I was trying to say at all. Like, I, I'm just being silly because oh, yeah. people like, you know, people <laughs> like to troll. People are unreasonable on the Internet. Oh, yeah. I also was expecting. Yeah, I, I too expect the same like hate. And I didn't even necessarily expect it for anything of substance in the episode as much as I did people being like, she's fugly just let her rap like, yeah 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 no none of that everyone was like i'm t- i'm crying she's so good it was awesome <laughs> well thank you congratulations it was, so, it was uh thank you i'm so like stoked and honored and happy and vanessa mcgee who was a guest on the pod yes. to do cheer is the writer of that episode and i like owe her my whole life i yeah. am so grateful that i got to to give that speech that she like slaved over and the whole episode is so well crafted and I'm a lucky duck. And great Speaking job, of Vanessa, great too. TV, <laughs> let's talk Vanderpump Rules. Oh, my God. Okay, so Stassi and Bo are, I guess, like, gonna have a baby? I don't and know. And guess is the exact right word because they're just fucking, the, what was their answer? They were like, well, we're not, we're not, not trying. Not trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, look, to each their own. If you want to have a baby with someone who's pretending like they're not ready to propose to you, uh, then great. That's, I guess that's your choice. Um, obviously that's not how things are going to work out. We know that from the real timeline that we're living in. She seems so, uh, controlling and like such a type A person and such a planner. And she's been gunning for this engagement and this wedding. I was surprised that the approach to family planning seemed really arbitrary and casual. Yeah. It Yeah, and, you know, she does – it does seem like they're moving towards marriage, and she's not – 
you know, that old as far as fertility is concerned. So I'm kind of like, why is this the order of operations? Uh, I don't know. I don't under, I don't understand. I don't relate, but I'm not here to necessarily say, don't do it. Do whatever you want. It'll make great television. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. I'm here for her pregnancy. I think her like basic bitch pregnancy will be fun to watch and I'm sure she'll share it with us. But I was surprised by that part of the episode. I was like, I'm sorry, what are we in an OBGYN office that all of a sudden? Like you're you're complaining about not getting engaged. And yeah. now there's this. But yeah, I don't know. What did um, you think about the uh the witches of WeHo thing? <laughs> First of all, can I say that I've tried to order us witches of WeHo like as a joke slash not joke and wow. it's so impossible to get. That's uh that's like my favorite thing you've ever said. Honestly, I'm so excited <laughs> about that. Um, that doesn't surprise me. I feel like most of these products that are made by housewives, sometimes they come, sometimes they don't come. I'm sure we could go to like an event, you know, if things ever go back to normal where they're just like pouring witches of WeHo or whatever. But yeah, it but feels like you it can't would just like me... go order a case from like BevMo or something. You have to go get from some sort of dealer. But That's I also so bet insane. it tastes like dish soap. Yeah, I'm like, it'll give me an immediate migraine, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> the whole thing is just, like, they didn't create this wine. They didn't do it. They're just saying, like, this is our wine. Like, that's their only job. And then to set up events where they go, we like each other. This is our wine. And it's like, I don't care. You guys are, you just are all not meant to do any sort of work. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. You know? I, and I, 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 as a viewer and a fan, I feel myself flipping back and forth between Stasi's uh, laziness and, like, lack of interest in the project. Because, uh, as Kristen points out, all she needs to do is, like, post about the wine every once in a while on her wildly popular social media. And uh, Stasi's point is, I don't feel passionate about this. I don't really like this. I don't like you guys, so I don't want to be a part of it. And as much as I'm frustrated for the sake of Kristen and, like, other, like, the fact that Stassi started a project she needs to have follow through, I also respect that that's Stassi's whole fucking business. Yeah. Is what she decides to promote, not promote, is her being this sort of influence celebrity. So I do sort of respect her being like, no, I'm not interested in this. Therefore, I'm not going to post about it. Katie has nothing. She has like no brand. She has no business, whatever. Kristen kind of dumps <laughs> it like whatever she wants and will put like whatever on a T-shirt and hawk that shit all day. And then is like, look, I like typed up my book and just sent it directly on Amazon Prime or whatever. Yeah. And it's like Stasi's like a little bit more curated. Like she's touring. She has her own shows. She has a, a national holiday like yeah, yeah, I get why she's being a little more choosy because she's actually put in effort to create her own voice and her own brand. So I agree. I totally agree with you. Um, on the same topic, what do we think about this whole Stassi, Kristen, Bo friendship situation? I am also torn on that, Alyssa. I, I found myself watching it being like, hey, you know what? Stassi is overreacting. Bo is just being kind and and very just friendly to Kristen I don't think he's really crossing any lines and I I think it's pretty brutal to tell someone uh tell your boyfriend that he can't be friends with someone anymore that being said I am in my life uh I'm being a hypocrite because I have often drawn those lines I think more than I'd like to admit and been like oh well no this person is like not on our side this is this person is not on our team Mm -hmm. like this is as you're you're with me you're my you're my other half and if this person is, uh, I deem them <laughs> not part of my life, then you got to get on board. So uh, I don't know. What do you think? The amount of 
relationships I've tried to tell people who they can and can't be friends with of the opposite sex is uh, 100% of my relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. Men love to be told who they can and cannot be friends with. They just, they take to it so well. They really, really enjoy being controlled. um, And they always do exactly what you ask them and definitely not the opposite. 100%. No, I think this situation, you know, it's pretty clear why Stassi feels uncomfortable with Kristen like putting a wedge in the relationship with her boyfriend and like if I was Stassi I would be always a little bit insecure about the fact that Kristen knew Bo before her you know Mm -hmm. given their history um all of these things are things that I can totally relate to and have been in some version not necessarily like to this extreme but some version of this with somebody and they can all pretty easily be resolved with a couple years of therapy (laughs) like if Stassi (laughs) just went to talk about her trust issues with a good therapist like I think she wouldn't be as uh triggered by the situation she I don't think Bo's necessarily like doing anything wrong it's just about the fact that he's not immediately going like you're right I know what Kristen's done to you and I'm on your side that's like freaking her out and I I've totally been there and I can't say that I wouldn't act that way I can say that I've modified my behavior so (laughs) um yeah that's where I land on that let's talk about the uh Sheena (laughs) hiring a psychic and giving her the address insane okay So Sheena is newly friends with Dana, the new cast member of the show. It's Dana's birthday. Dana has shared that her mom passed away, and it's, like, something that's very difficult for her still. So they're sitting on a couch, and Sheena's talking about how she she starts to cry, and she says, like, I hired a psychic to come summon your dead mom to talk to you for your birthday and Dana's like freaked out understandably because that's like you know kind of a strange thing to just drop on someone um and then Sheena tries to act like it's just an option like here's the phone number if you want to talk to her and then like she didn't she didn't actually schedule anything and she's not she didn't give her her address or anything like that she walks down the steps of the apartment and the psychic is there so Sheena clearly just like lied about everything what's your take on this I think that there's two different issues here. I think that Sheena did get uncomfortable and just straight up lie. And it was a shitty thing to do. If you're going to, if you're going to pull like such a weird surprise as a gift, (laughs) then just tell the whole truth. Be like, listen, this might sound crazy, but I hired a psychic so that you could talk to your dead mom today and she's standing outside. (laughs) Don't be like, I am so, I don't know if this would be something like, just commit to it. What I will also say is I am watching this and I was like, I think it's a shitty position to put Dana in on camera to be like, well, don't you want to talk to your dead mom? And for Dana to be like, no, this is not like this is such a real and horrible, traumatic tragedy that happened to me. I'm not on like camera going to have to somehow talk to a psychic I know nothing about. I also made the wrong assumption that Dana didn't believe in psychics and was going to be like, offended on several levels from this yeah and I had to laugh when Dana was like listen yeah I believe in psychics I was like what (laughs) then then this is that you can't be that offended then then then, like then it is a a better gift from Sheena because like for example I I I think that it is a my personal experience with it is I think that people like that are taking advantage of other people psychics Mm -hmm. I should say I think are taking advantage of people who are dealing with grief 
uh, by saying that they could connect them to uh, deceased loved ones. And it really rubs me the wrong way. If somebody tried to do that for me, especially on camera or in front of people, I would be very upset. I would be like, no, I don't believe in this. And I, I feel very cornered. So when Dana was like, yeah, I do believe in it. I just don't want to do it right now with Sheena. I don't like Sheena that much. I was like, that's, that's such an insane reason to be offended right now. And so I think their fight is funny to me because it's like, dealing with all the kind of like frivolous logistics of, of the gift. Yeah. And I think like the actual gift can be sort of a little insensitive and borderline offensive, but yeah. that's like not even the fight, which is pretty classic Vanderpump for me. I just also loved to the psychic Sheena going, I asked like 500 people if this was a good idea and literally almost all of them said yes. Uh, she's like, oh, okay, so you've been going around telling everyone but me that you're going to bring my dead mom to my birthday? Like, that's crazy. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's so crazy. funny, too, because this little, like, tiff sort of distills who Sheena is as a character for me and, like, brings up a bigger issue for her, which is Sheena's an OG cast member, right? Like, the pilot is about Sheena, essentially. Um and she always, like, with these other mean girls, like, Stassi and Kristen and all of that, she gives her power away so easily because she's such a people pleaser, which is something that, like, I totally identify with. But with Dana, nobody even knows if Dana is going to test well yet as a character on Vanderpump at this point. And Sheena immediately gives her power away to Dana, too. And I'm like, yeah. Sheena, like, push her around a little bit for the sake of the show. Like, make her feel unreasonable. Make her feel like you were trying to do something nice for her. Don't just let her walk all over you. Come on, man. That's such a good point. That is very true. So Because I, I did think, I was like, this is so strange that she is bending over backwards to give her such a weird and intimate gift. And Dana does make a good point, although I do make fun of it, by being like, no, I don't know Sheena that well to have such an intimate and special experience with her. It's like, it would be... A very strange gift yeah, <laughs> to for receive sure. from anyone, let alone someone you're like, I don't even really understand our friendship quite yet. It is, it is bizarre. <laughs> um, well, <sighs> it includes your dead mom now, so get with it. Yeah, That's how I, mean, I want she, Sheena to react, basically. Dana was like, yeah, I mean, Sheena, it, it's hard for me to explain to you. You don't, your, your parents are alive. And yeah. Sheena, without like any hesitation, goes, <laughs> yeah, but my mom's mom is dead. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I get that you understand what death is, like, as a thing. Like, I, I get that, Sheena. You're just not getting this, but okay. And she just kind of, like, writes it off. So uh, that funny. I thought that that was so funny. And the the funny psychic just, like, waiting outside. Yeah. Just, like, this beautiful woman who was like, ooh, yikes. This is awkward. Like, well, didn't see that coming. Did the you, amount of psychic? like, like pseudoscience wellness people the show's like has careers, like has ruined their careers in LA. Like Kelsey, the Reiki master from the den, and like now this psychic who th seems like a stalker <laughs> that'll just like show up to your house, and like the oracle of West Hollywood or whatever. That I'm just like, this is not good. Don't go on the show if you're like a wellness person. You yeah, know? no, it's not gonna do you. Go any on favors. the show if you're like a weird beauty expert who's like wrapping you up and seaweed and yeah. like throwing crystals at you like, like I'll that, go get that a, stuff I love a booty facial like any day yeah you know? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just like not gonna talk to like my dead loved ones with Sheena's psychic yeah um <laughs> let's talk about Beverly Hills what do you have on Beverly Hills this week? Uh, I just love this episode I thought I've just missed this cast and this show so much um I also have to admit that part of it is like 
maybe a side effect of quarantine that just seeing them out and about in Los Angeles was very fun for me. I love seeing Garcelle and Erica Jane get lunch at Sweet Butter yes. um, in Sherman Oaks. I just freaking loved it. But I thought everybody's just such good TV right now. And I got a real kick out of the text that Teddy sent as an <laughs> invite to her like accountability retreat and the way it was edited and everybody receiving it and all of the housewives reading it and looking at the camera and being like, this is going to be a problem. And it was very relatable to me because as I'm in a bunch of different like uh, different group threads with friends that are mm-hmm. either like my college roommates or like my like this this group of girlfriends or this, that the etiquette of like a group text invite is so nuanced and like sort of subjective and I just love that it, that Teddy tried to toe the line of being like, you can come, you cannot come, it's totally up to you, it's not going to hurt my feelings, and Lisa Rinna being like, so this means it's really going to fucking hurt her feelings. <laughs> I just, I was like, I would do the same thing. If I got a text like that, I would be like really ripping it apart, trying to be like, okay, what is this, what do I really need to do in order to not disappoint my friend, but I also don't want to go to this thing. I loved the uh, Garcelle scene touring her house and talking about her divorce from her CAA agent, yes. ex-husband. Uh, Tony was watching with me and I paused it, told him the whole story, and then when I pressed play, it started all over again. And I was like, oh, sorry. But it was just, it's just such a great story. I just love her. And I loved her lunch with Erica. I think Erica is also in her prime right now. Yes. Obviously, I'm biased because she's becoming a little Broadway baby. But I, I, the talking head of her being like, listen, I am over people coming for my 20-year marriage. How yeah. about you have a 20-year marriage? And then you come and ask me some fucking questions. Is, in a nutshell, everything that I worship about her. I think she's yeah. so great. This is an excellent episode for Erica. I think people started to get a little bit worn out by her saying just those kinds of comments. But we got to see her, like, make a new friend with Garcelle and, like, relate to her on, like, a mom level, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. We got to see her, like, have a very touching emotional moment with, with uh, fuck, Tom. Is that his name? No. What's yeah, his name? Tom yeah, Girardi. Tom. There's too many Toms on, Broad- on Bravo. Um, and when he said he was proud of her, like that was, I mean, she's like achieving her dreams. Like that was what that moment was. And she's such a good, uh, I know we've talked about this before, but I, I just love this whole second act of their marriage where he is really championing her and her being able to thank him and be like, yes, of course I'm getting financial support from him. But what's like way more important to me is this like immense emotional support. It's so sweet that he's like so excited. She's going to Broadway and he's going to like come out every other weekend and he just seems so darling uh, I just think it's the cutest thing and that I, was very I loved nice. it and and also uh when he when she like sort of recapped like yeah right when I started dating Tom he like fully embraced my son which is like just mm-hmm. I mean that's just so nice there's so many like dudes in the world who would make that more complicated and it's really nice that he made that very simple and like straightforward for her um 100. and then my favorite quote uh, of the episode is when, like I said, don't come for Erica Jane's glam because she's the queen of glam. And then oh, yeah. Sutton, they go to Sutton's like boutique opening thing, which I'm sure is just like bleeding money now because nobody can even go look at it. I um, know. Erica's like, enough with the couture comments. Like, you're basically saying this is couture and yours isn't, but it still looks bad, honey. And I was like, yes! <laughs> Whenever I'm on the same side as Erica, I love it. <laughs> yes. She's like, honey, it's still ugly. I don't care if it's yeah. couture. I love that, too. I also loved when 
Sutton ran up to the table and was like, did you guys know that the mayor is here? Yeah. And the girls were like, okay. And then the mayor started to make a speech and she goes, you're a hot mayor. And all the housewives were looking at each other and it's a Dorit that her talking head is like, I'm sorry, how many mayors do you know? <laughs> also, like, what she's a weird like, beat. <laughs> she's like, I don't know who the mayor of West Hollywood is. I live in Bel Air. I'm like, you just want to tell us that you live in Bel Air. I'm telling you, this woman has no money, and I'm calling it now. I'm sniffing around her fucking wealth, and I am I promise you in, like, a season, there will be, like, a debt scandal. Like, people who have real money don't go around talking about their money like this. Yes, or saying shit like Yacht Rock. Speaking of, how amazing was the Dorit and PK. Oh my god. Oh my god, their interview. They're like aliens. Yeah. They're so weird. And I'm like, uh, I could just kiss the editors this season for like showing more of the like producer question feedback and like the little behind the scenes of her like feeding him was it pills or no it was like an Altoid or something. Okay. Yeah, a mint. (laughs) But they both just look so they're so perfect for each other, Dory and PK in their weirdness I also don't feel like I understand any of their financial situation any better like they didn't say anything about it (laughs) no no clarity whatsoever and they yeah they're acting like they are like and that they've answered some sort of questions and it only made it more confusing and then of course they were like Dorit why is the house in your name and not PK's and it just like ruffles her feathers and she's like well what does it matter she's like is your house in both yours and your wife's name and then she's like exactly and it's like well we just didn't see his response like everyone has a that doesn't really have anything to do with anything (laughs) yeah it was so weird and I I the the like tour of their house I loved all of the real estate porn in this episode too Mm -hmm, another mm -hmm. reason why I just also love the franchise in general but uh their modern farmhouse and her complaining about the closet was everything and then like sort of touching on the financial thing not giving us any answers. But then, of course, he's like, but baby, if you want to fix the closet, I'm here for it. She's yeah. Like, oh, my love. Thank you. And you're like, oh, these people are meant for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, it was like yeah, a, it a be. good attempt at uh, trying to address what's clearly like an extremely shitty situation. Yeah. And they, and they had tr- and like when they did um, PK's background I feel like they used so many ambiguous words that made no sense, yeah. which I guess was the point for calling them con artists. Yeah. But it just it made no once it once it finished his explanation, I was like, what did what what did he just say? He's like, I had a real nose for properties that had value, and I was like, where does George Michael come into this equation? Yeah. <laughs> like, where, what about your Billy Joel you piano? Working what for are you the talking mafia? about? Like, what's going? On? Like, what do you mean you had a property? I, I don't understand. Like, do you do real estate? Like the agency? Like, can we just get clear words that describe a job? Like one yeah. job. Tell me what you were doing. Tell me one job. Uh, and, but I just thought I I was just cracking up. I was so happy. I loved all of that. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited I, for next week too. The previews look great. Yes, and I feel like that was very promising to me. That like even before the Denise story, we still have some like fun kernels to like hold on to. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I caught up on 90 Days before the 90 Days. My girl. This first of all, let me tell you. Sometimes when I watch The Housewives, <laughs> I am it may, or even like Vanderpump, it makes me feel a little bad about like my apartment or like my dreams of owning a home. This mm. is like the opposite direction where I'm like, uh-huh. man, am I lucky to have an apartment in the United States of America? Like, yeah, aren't you lucky to have running water and a shower? Some of these, like, I'm just like, uh, it's so devastating. Like, do you ever cry when you watch this show? I was moved. I've been moved a couple of times, and it is. 
and, and then it's always like quickly followed up by some like weird meme screaming yes. at the American, which yeah. is happening a lot with Rose and Big Ed in this season. Um, but there is there is some really dark stuff that they show, and and the saddest part is often how of course normal it is to the person living in those conditions. Yeah. And like, you see, like in Rose's situation, she's feeling offended and frustrated. Yes. When she's like, this is my life. Like, this is how I take showers. So you being a little bitch about it hurts my feelings and is offending me and makes me less attracted to you and very frustrated. And that's so understandable. It's like, I don't know what it's like to be in her shoes, but I, it's uh, obviously, but like, it's, it, I get what it's like to be like, yeah, I know it sucks. Get over it. This is my like, yeah. Like, what do you want me to do about it? You're just making me feel bad kind of thing. Like we're doing the best we can with the cards we've been dealt here. Um, I have to say like, (laughs) I really was under the impression that these people were like stupid and like about to go somewhere where they were going to get murdered or taken advantage of. And now it's become a show where I'm like, Fuck all these Americans. <laughs> like, exactly. Doesn't know? that it, like the it, the perspective switches so quickly for me and that like whose team I'm on because when they first introduce all the Americans you kind of feel for them and then they go to these countries and they act like such freaking idiots and then you're like fuck you guys. <laughs> you're jerks. Um Ash, the guy in Australia, he at first I was like, okay, so I think he's a gigolo. Like I don't think that he's a life coach. I think he's just like flirting with lonely women and maybe sleeping with them. And then when we saw that seminar, I was like, I think he's a gigolo that wants to be a cult leader. Like, yes, that's he is. Yeah, there's something very terrifying about him to me. I think he's a very scary guy. Like yeah. I, I often I, I think that these people are very like either you know, blinded by love or blinded by their motivation to get to another country or they're distracted or there's like so many things that I think all of these uh, people or characters uh, can be. And Ash is so singularly fascinating to me because I agree with you. I think he has so much, uh, such an ability to manipulate Mm -hmm. in a, in a very scary way. And he's using this relationship coach thing as an excuse to do it 24-7, where he's just like, oh, I guess this is just like the way that I talk because I'm a relationship coach, and mm-hmm. it's terrifying to me. I'm like, girl, get out of there. Yeah, and she's like pretty like cute and normal looking and like could yeah. probably, you know, get a non-cult leader guy. <laughs> like, Yeah. What else? Is there anything else from that episode that you wanted to talk about, the most recent episode? I am very eager to see – so we, we've watched now David try yes. to go find Varya. Uh, what is your experience watching that? Because there was another similar plot um, last season where it was just, like, one guy who was, like, clearly being scammed by these, like, stock photos of a Russian girl, spent, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars on her, went to all of these different countries. She never met up with him. And that I was, like, just screaming at the TV constantly. And because I'm coming hot off of that, I'm a little more calmed down from my experience with David. But I wanted to see if you – what? how are you watching that So plot? that guy is, like, the saddest and, like, also most likely to have just, like, heads in his basement of any of the people we're watching. <laughs> he said something, like, they were talking about relationships or something uh, in his interview, and he said something a few episodes back where he goes <laughs> – 
I love my cats, but obviously that doesn't replace marriage. And I was like, oh, so you're you're probably having sex with your cats. Like I'm <laughs> like that's what, like those two things should not connect in your brain. I don't. Yeah, I don't never understand. A sentence you need to say. Yeah, like that was that's a what are what what are you doing, dude? Um, so I feel bad for him. Obviously, I don't think that the woman he's been talking to is real, and um. I think hopefully this is like uh, a f- the final straw where he like sees the whole situation in person that it's like not actually the the way that he thinks it is. I will say I think the best part of this whole story was after he went to go meet her at that like little diner or whatever in Russia and she doesn't show up and he had champagne and roses. The fucking like restaurant owner woman was like yeah, I see men come in here all the time like this and the girls never come, but it's a shame to waste the flowers and she takes the vase that he brought and just like puts it on her counter like as if she bought it herself. I thought that was so funny. You would be too so surprised by how, like you're saying, like I hope this is the last straw for him. Guys like him, 90 Day has shown me, there (laughs) is no last straw. Like there just is no last straw. It is... Just insane. Like with uh, Yolanda and her experience right. of talking to Williams, and there is, she finally got an email that was like, I'm going to post the nudes <laughs> that you sent me if you don't give me money. And she's like, Oh my God, Williams was hat. Yeah. And you're like, No! <laughs> her poor kids, man. Yeah, wow. I feel so bad. And it, it but it, it's, it, there's just something that you have to have this constant sense of denial ever present when you're in these crazy relationships. Uh, today's episode is super exciting because we are covering Netflix's Too Hot to Handle, uh, which you watched, right? Yes, I did. We okay. slammed through it so quickly and then felt very bad about ourselves afterwards. Oh, yeah. I watched it in two days and I felt, yeah, pretty bad. I was like, it, I didn't even, it took me a while to like finish Love is Blind and I, after that, felt a little guilty. And then to finish Too Hot to Handle in four seconds, I was like, man, I am doing nothing with that. My friend Caroline Fox, who was on the uh, pod to talk about Ramona Singer a little while ago, she said that um, her and her fiancé watched it in like a day, and then they were so scarred from it that they just had to play a board game in silence afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we're super excited to be doing an episode about this fucking nonsense show. (laughs) Yes, and I do recommend that if you haven't seen it, I don't think we necessarily spoil anything. I don't but really I do... think you can spoil it because yeah. there's really no concept as a spoiler, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, it's true, but I do, if you're if you're looking for something very silly, please watch Too Hot to Handle. It, it really is very funny and it is a little short and it's just a hoot. And we have a really great guest, Georgie McCauley, who's one of my very, very best friends. Uh, and she was so excited to do this. She's been quarantining with her parents and was very cute. And, uh, we talked about it. She was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll watch the entire thing and I can't wait to come on. (laughs) So I'm so happy she got to come do it. Um, and yeah, enjoy Too Hot to Handle. All we've got to do is just keep our pants off. Hello, everybody. (laughs) I'm so excited for today's guest, who is my soul sister, my mom, my wife, and dare I say, she is too hot to handle. <laughs> Woo! 
the hilarious actress, the re- brilliant, brilliant writer, the moth champion of the world, Miss Georgie McCauley. Wow. Thank you. Wait, what I, uh, was that last name? The moth moth champion, champion of the world. I yeah. am I am hyperbolizing a bit, but she does, as a matter of fact, like destroy the moth on several occasions. She's an amazing storyteller. Wow. Amazing writer. Ew. And then she goes and she like performs them and she's so charismatic and so funny and says also, like, really uncomfortably honest stories that shock people. It's <laughs> true. Way. It's so it's excited true. to listen to this. I had no idea. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, Taylor is hyperbolizing in the sense that I usually come in, like, fourth place. But she, That's <laughs> she's right, there for though. all of them. Wow. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun. And they are all on YouTube, and they're all embarrassing, and they all make my dad pretty uncomfortable. So that's, that's my pitch. <laughs> come, wow. Tune in. Yeah. But they're cool. And you're here today to talk to us about the sensation that is Netflix is too hot to handle. Oh my god, the show is so engrossing. I fucking crushed it in like two days. Wow. Taylor That's... was like, do you think you can like watch all of it by next week? And I was like, honey, I can watch all of it <laughs> by next manana. Just check in with me. And I did. I watched all of it. It was so juicy. I can't say good because I don't know if it's good, but it was juicy. It is juicy. It's funny yeah. to me that you hadn't heard of it, and it, but I yeah. hadn't either. And then Tony, um, I guess it was a little over a week ago, was like, are you and Alyssa excited about Too Hot to Handle? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> and then he showed me the trailer, and I was like, how did? How are you the person showing me this? That's yeah, insane. how did Tony know about it? I don't know. And then I was like, oh, oh, you were looking at girls in swimsuits, and this must have come up as a related search, I guess, because girls are so hot. <laughs> um, yeah. This is truly the worst show I've ever seen. But, Georgie, <laughs> do you want to explain, if you can, because I don't even think a producer on the show could actually explain what the concept is. <laughs> But do you want to try your best to explain what they were attempting to do with this show? A hundred percent. Let me take it away, Alyssa. Listen, (laughs) I barely understood what was going on in this show. All I know is that I was extremely interested the entire time. Basically, it's a cluster of hot people. And it's unclear to me whether they specifically sought out like people that are sex addicts. But it seemed like everybody on the show was pretty comfortable admitting that they're promiscuous and they all like to have sex a lot and go out a lot. Um, and they're all extremely hot and they're all put on an island and introduced to each other. And then like 24 hours or maybe 48 hours into them all hanging out on the island and getting to know each other and like starting to set their sights on whoever is the person they want to fuck. Um, they're told that they're not allowed to kiss or sexually touch or have sex if they want to walk away with the $100,000 prize. As I'm saying this, it sounds like I'm making it up as I go. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so absurd. Which I think... A thousand percent sure that this is exactly how the pitch of this show went to Netflix. Exactly. And Netflix was like, what is it? And they're like, hot people, beach, (laughs) no fucking. What are your questions? And it's like, what are we... Yeah, I, I don't. What do they think they were there for in the first place? Right. That's a really good question. Because when the <laughs> when Lana, the robot Siri Alexa thing, is like, mm-hmm. actually, now the game is beginning. All of them look like they're gonna shit themselves. And I'm yeah. like, what did you guys think you were? Did they 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 just like blindly agreed to go on this show? Yeah, it's really weird how they all not only didn't know but also signed up anyway like they all filled out applications and like sent little videos from themselves being like what's up I'm Bryce I like to live on my boat and wear puka shell necklaces 
and then he sent that video to someone under the impression he'd be doing something. Maybe, and I don't know, like, they were just like, oh, it's a dating show and I get to, like, take a vacation. But I, like, they never yeah. explained to us what they thought they were there for. And maybe they just thought, oh, we're going to fall in love and we're going to be allowed to hook up. I don't know. Right. And I somehow $100,000 will be won. Nobody knows how the $100,000 <laughs> will be won until the very last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, New it's, people coming in all the time. If I was one of the original cast members, I would be like, do they have to start over from right. the Like, how is this fair that they just get to uh, like yeah. jump in on our pot? Are we splitting it? Like, nobody's asking any questions. This show truly makes Vanderpump Rules look like a bunch of fucking Mensa, like geniuses <laughs> sitting around. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard dumber people speak in my life. I have so much no. anger to this show. I think that's what's so interesting about it, too, is that unlike The Bachelor, it's not a bunch of people that are looking for a serious relationship and I kind of wonder if that's like what accounted for how it was a little bit less dramatic than a show like The Bachelor because it the stakes are so much lower when you don't really know what the prize is and you don't you're not really looking for a serious love connection I don't think any of them were even really there to improve themselves it's like by the end of the show they're like that's what this was all about and I was like it didn't seem like you knew that that's what this was all about no. was, a lot of you seemed resistant to wanting to like better yourself and change okay like weird snake face Corey. Keep let's going. talk about this <laughs> fucking uh, like deduction scale so mm. when they kiss right yep three thousand dollars is lost okay yep. when francesca blows harry on camera <laughs> six thousand dollars is lost yeah so that means two kisses is equal to a blow <laughs> <laughs> Wow. is equal to about five kisses. I'm just like, who did this math? Yeah. Uh, clearly a man did the math because this is right. fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the math makes absolutely no sense. It's, I, I don't understand either like the point of not telling them how much things, I mean, I guess I do. That Never mind, that's stupid. I was going to say, I don't get why they didn't tell them how much things cost or were worth, but like, of course they didn't because they wanted to see what they would do. But yeah, it really makes no sense because Chloe was out there kissing everybody and nobody said boo. But then when Francesca and Harry had not <laughs> sex, but when she blew him, everybody was furious, even though that's only two of Chloe's mistakes. Yeah, it was so what was so infuriating about Francesca and Harry, though, is like it just it didn't need to happen. The, the, right. the house was so forgiving for those like first few kisses with different couples when like Chloe would come and be like, Oh my God, I kissed him. <laughs> yeah. Everyone would be like, Oh, that's, Oh. And she's like, I just had to know, you know, I just had to kiss him. And yeah. Like, okay. But then you don't have to keep going back and fucking him and blowing him. Can you wait fucking two <laughs> right. weeks, Francesca? Like, it's yeah. also crazy. Like they were so dumb. It's almost like they didn't understand the concept. So like every time people would be like, we had a great connection. So we hooked up and everyone would be like, Oh, that's so great. And then yeah. Kels would be like, do you guys understand how fucking math works? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm so sorry. Like, I literally, like, I should be asking you more questions, but I just want to, like, write a fucking, no. like, you know, thesis about how terrible this show is. Yeah, I want to go to your TED Talk about it because I... I'm on board with everything you're saying. Okay. I did, yeah. I thought it was weird that, like, everybody was so judgmental and, like, hot to get mad at anybody who kissed anybody. 
um, until it was their turn. And then they were like, we just decided it was the best thing for our relationship. We really had to <laughs> stop and think about it. And we decided it was better for us to fuck <laughs> because that's what our relationship needed. So back off. And but like, of course, before anybody did that, everyone was so mad at anybody who kissed. Can we, before we get into the actual, uh, I think we should go like person by person or couple by couple and talk about them. But I just want to say nobody got caught for masturbating because masturbating like also wasn't allowed. Right. And I, first of all, like I think that's like a huge uh, waste. Like they absolutely should have put something like that in the show. And second of all, I'm like, are they filming them while they're in the shower and while they're shitting? Because like you could very easily... (laughs) act like that's what you were going to go do and then just jerk off and like they wouldn't know you know like the logistics yeah. of that are a little funky I think yeah I don't envy the producers who had to like stay up all night and watch yeah. all the footage of them <laughs> sleeping just to get two seconds of Sharon and Rhonda sneaking off to like not kiss I know but um, yeah it seems the- a little unrealistic that nobody masturbated and the other thing I wanted to say, too, is that they filmed this last year. Like, they literally filmed it in March 2019. Mm-hmm. And the fucking narrator could have done so much explaining of the rules. And oh, they never said anything God. about any of the rules. They just had, like, terrible yeah. jokes. And they had a year to write that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hated the narrator for so many reasons. I just think she completely robbed the audience of any opportunity to roast the show ourselves. She also mm. dissipated a lot of tension by like telling us what was going to be important and what wasn't rather than letting us be like, oh, my God, is that going to matter later? And mm. she just I mean, at best, she is there to serve and humor an audience that could have come up with those same exact jokes themselves and are probably <laughs> upset and bummed yeah. that they couldn't say something cheeky and funny to the friend sitting next to them. And then. For everybody else watching the <laughs> show. Georgie who's, who's watching it alone. Yeah. <laughs> I could have said that joke. No. <laughs> like, and then for the rest of the show, that's like, a, or for the rest of the audience, I guess. I mean, the other half of the audience population that's probably on the, on the more intelligent side that's looking to compare a show like this to The Bachelor. It's like what she's saying isn't funny in the least. So it's just distracting and annoying. It is a weird new, I want to say trend, because it was a similar style to the voiceover of The Circle, or yeah. at least the American Netflix version of The Circle, Yeah, um, where it's like that sassy kind of narrator who's like tongue-in-cheek in on the joke with you. But I completely agree that for this, I wanted, I didn't want her there. Like, Lana right. was enough. Lana was already weird, and like, I was, bu- I, like, was buying into that character of hers. Yeah. Uh, but it, then additionally having just like a snarky, sassy voice, I didn't care for. Yeah. I also didn't like, I would like to talk about Haley. Um, oh my God, she's my favorite one. Oh my God, I think she was great TV, and I hated how they did her exit. Like, halfway through mm-hmm. the episode, they were like, oh, by the way, Haley left. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, because they wanted to get to some other drama faster. But okay. Haley was great. Haley was the real voice of the audience, I think. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hi, I'm Haley. I'm in a sorority in Florida. A fucking girl, like, broke her back when she did a flip off my, like, sorority house ro- roof. I'm here to get money for a nose job. I have a tattoo on my back, and I don't know what language it's in. And I fucking hate everybody on this island, except I want to fuck Francesca. And I'm yeah. like, amazing MVP she was so real she was very very honest I loved her 
She, I've been like following her social media. I've been like stalking all of them on social media. And she was about to drop a video where she said like the tea was boiling. She like wanted to <laughs> dish and be like, here's what really happened if you want to know me. Um, and then she posted and was like, sorry, I guess the tea was too hot. The video oh, has no. been pushed. <laughs> so then she would like acted like it was getting postponed, but then has posted no updates about when we can expect it. But then in her story yesterday, she had like a clip, a very short clip of her holding hands with a guy. And the caption was like, why didn't there have why didn't they have guys like this on the island? OK, uh, so that answers a question I had, because, mm-hmm. again, I don't I'm going to say that this is not my fault, that this is the show's fault because they didn't set up or explain anything. But she only was attracted to Francesca. Yeah. And so I was like. Did they put a girl who's gay on an island with only straight or bi women? But I guess she's bi because she's also interested in guys. So that I guess that's like a little bit more forgiving. But I was like, of course, Haley's mad. Nobody else is gay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. this is a waste of Haley's time. Like she keeps saying. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was perplexed by that scene with Francesca and Haley as I was of them being like, you know, what would be so funny? (laughs) I was like, what is happening? (laughs) It would be so funny if we just like kissed and like fucked with them and I'm like that's like not only not funny it's insanely expensive it's three thousand dollars to make a bad joke yeah well Francesca was hurt she was a woman scorned because Harry threw her under the bus like a manipulative (laughs) freak yeah and she she was getting ostracized it was like the Salem witch hunt Wait, did I say that right? Salem yes, witch hunt? Yes, yes, yes. Which which trials, which hunt? I I think that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Salem witch trials, yes, or or, or a witch hunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, she was getting dragged, and everybody believed Harry over her, which like I did feel bad about that. But, yeah. Oh, for so sure. I think that's why at that point she wasn't sure whether she should keep caring about the money or just get knocked off the show, like Haley was clearly gunning for, or what. Because it was a very expensive mistake. By the way, every single one of these men is a liar. Oh, <laughs> my God. Point, I know. <laughs> at some point, we watched that same exact dynamic happen. Like, the girls go back, and they're, like, really honest and truthful. And the guys are like, uh, you'll just have to ask Lana. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. Um, who was your favorite character, Georgie? Who did you gravitate Ooh. to the most? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. I mean, I think I was, like, pretty hooked on the on – the, Frankie and and Harry drama like they had the most interesting arc to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but and what do that, we think of Harry's body um it's questionable next to Kells I mean like Kells said they're playing in the on the same Different pitch league. but they're not yeah. in the same league yeah yes so that yeah, was interesting he's just tall yeah I, I was like and I and I don't think that I mean I get why everybody was drooling over Francesca objectively but like yeah. subjectively I also don't get it but <laughs> okay so I, for people who haven't seen the show I just want to say Francesca looks like the porn star version of Nassim Pedrad that's what I was seeing on the who, show so okay. oh from SNL yes yes yep I okay see it. keep going what gotcha. were you saying Taylor I, that I I, but I could get why if you're on that island and you're those people that you would be like, oh, Francesca, what a babe. Harry was just tall and British <laughs> yeah. and not the hottest guy by a mile. No. And Francesca was losing her shit she over him. Obsessed. Like when he was running in the ocean, he looked like a six-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And he looks so good. Like, Are you <laughs> yeah. fucking kidding me? That's so gross to me. I will yeah. say, though, if you could put Harry's head on David's body – Sign me the fuck up. But David, like, not cute. 
David's oh, features were a little too like tight. A Sorry, what'd you say, Georgie? No, I, I agree he was a sweetie. I was just saying his features were a little too tight, like stretched. Yeah. You know? But he did have a good bod. And a very nice personality. Mm-hmm. I lived for his bromance with Sharon. Yeah. I was really into that. Um, Sharon is so cute. A lot of hugging, a lot of men hugging. A lot of men <laughs> hugging. Yeah. Oh, I loved the men's workshop when they all like bonded with each other. That was the cutest fucking thing. When they thing. covered themselves in mud. I was like, yeah. what are they doing? I would have such a bad rash. How long have they oh been in God. the mud for? Oh my God. No, they looked so stupid in their testimonials. They were like caked in mud and they were just like, I learned a lot today. <laughs> I'm a heart warrior. Yeah. Kels Can was we- like, I actually like Harry now. When we're on this, like in this area, I just want to briefly talk about this idea because this is not the first time I've seen this on uh, a show mm. that girls don't look at their own private parts. <gasps> Whoa, yeah! Like it's some kind of revelation to take a mirror and look at your private parts. They did this in like the Goop uh, Gwyneth Paltrow series on oh. Netflix as well, as well, where everyone's like, a doctor's like, when's the last time you really looked down there? And they're like, never. Yeah. And I'm like, You've never had an ingrown hair or some sort of There's never been an emergency that needed your direct of, attention. Yeah, yeah like yeah. there's never been like a questionable like itchiness, like nothing. You've never looked down there and panicked and gone to the doctor. Like <laughs> right. under, I'm just like, I don't understand why it's such a revelation for women to like look at their own private parts with a mirror. Yeah, it is weird. No, what were you going to say, Taylor? Me of, uh, it just reminds me of, of like, phase that we went through, like, a couple years ago when we, like, discovered crystals in L.A. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, we had, someone had told us or we had read about the Yoni egg. Have yeah. you heard of this, Alyssa? Yeah. yeah. She got sued for that. Gwyneth Who got did. sued? For what? Gwyneth for- Paltrow got sued for claiming that the yoni egg could do all kinds of like medical things. What? Wow. Yeah. That's really coming full circle. Well, don't I didn't people, know that. Don't people who make yoni eggs claim that yoni eggs can do all sorts of powerful things? I think so, but I think Gwyneth probably was just making the most money off of it and uh, was being the most public. And also, I mean, I don't know what other people are claiming. Like maybe it is, you know, sort of like a Kegel enhancer. Like it's yeah. something that you hold. So it like helps you isolate like squeezing that um, yeah. area but she was making I think she was making claims like decreases depression and like all of this yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> like that's on bananas. the website and it's like you can't do that come on uh, no, that's I remember irresponsible. just talking about it and learning what it was and Georgie being like I don't know like would you do that and I was like fuck yeah I guess I would do it for sure and George was like I don't know like I, I don't know if I could do it I'm not sure and then <laughs> for like Valentine's Day or something Christmas Georgie, Christmas, she bought me a yoni oh egg, yeah. and then she was like, "You should, you should try, you should try it though. Will you try it? Will you tell me about it?" And I was like, Georgie, also get yourself a yoni egg, and you were like, "I know, I will, but I want you to do it." Yeah, she's like, "Can I borrow it after you're done?" No, no. Do you want to explain what a yoni egg is for people who don't know? So a yoni yeah. egg is just a beautiful little egg that mine was made out of jade. I don't know what they're typically made out of. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. they're like a healthy little yummy and crystal it was very small and smooth and uh you could just pop it right up in your vaginal canal <laughs> um pardon the you know graphic nature of this but, but much like a tampon or something and it only it like sits at a very shallow uh I don't know <laughs> position uh but it is uh, supposed to oh my god this is so bad <laughs> um, 
And uh, it's supposed to help you like do Kegels and like strengthen your your little vagina muscles, which is great. And like bring awareness to that area yeah, and yeah. then like just be good for you. And it's like, I don't know. It's and all, then if all you, of that fun stuff. If you want to buy into the crystal element of it, people always think that jade is like a balancing crystal. So it's mm-hmm. supposed to like restore balance to your hormones or your body. I'll never forget you, Taylor, telling me that you like forgot you had it in you oh, yeah. and you sat down to pee and it <laughs> fell out and oh you said God. the sound of the egg hitting the toilet was like a gunshot. You were so scared. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. You, that just like brought me back to like literally like it was like a war memory. I like to yeah. the bathroom of my little studio apartment and I was like, no, I'm being shot. And then I was afraid that like the toilet broke because it's like like a badass like jade fucking stone. They're heavy, yeah, they're big. But I I had I was using it and I forgot about it. I am also so shocked that I was like, oh, funny, a gag gift. And then Taylor's like, no, I left it in so long, I forgot. Oh yeah, Taylor committed. I, mean, I did. I was like, "Bitch, I'll wow. try it." Yeah. It was just so. It, it that reminds me, like talking about this, uh, like you know, the relationship between women and what, the, and they were calling it their yonis on yeah. the show. Like that, I do think there is a scale of there are those girls who have like never seen any any part of themselves, yeah. and then there's like like the cute little Georgie that's like, "I do want to try it, but I don't know." <laughs> and then there's me where I'm just like you know having a yoni egg up and forgetting about it right (laughs) (laughs) yep there's that whole spectrum okay let's switch gears a little bit and talk about this fuckhead bryce he lives on a boat in marina del rey literally behind my house (laughs) and claims that he fucks a different girl every night can i tell you right now yeah i could walk to that marina in 10 minutes and i would never fuck that guy (laughs) he's he's this is the second time i've called somebody ugly but I don't care he is not <laughs> cute it was so frustrating to me when he got on the island and I think was it Chloe and Haley or just Chloe were like oh my god he's so cute oh. and one of them goes he lives on a boat so is he like really rich or does that mean he's Haley like really said poor that. Yeah. I think that's so funny Haley's got like, her eyes on the stats yeah, she's like she there for the that. bread yeah but no, Bryce was one of the most irresponsible choices on the producer's part. I thought that was pretty unforgivable that he showed up. And, and by his instrument playing? Oh, my God. Uh, the editors, like, just barely scratched the surface of what they could do with that. Like, him playing. But then again, the sassy narrator did too much. She, like, robbed us of the opportunity to roast him ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And also, um, at one point, he called Chloe blowy, and I had to leave oh the room. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Do you – I wanted to ask you guys how you think you would handle yourself uh, on this show, single. Mm, I think I'd be fucked. <laughs> like, literally, like literally or metaphorically? Literally and metaphorically, I think I would go slowly insane. I think as – you know, I – I think I'm a pretty grounded, smart person, but put in any sort of emotional turbulence, I just lose my mind. I think I'm like so susceptible to like being lied to and being manipulated. I get really caught up in romance. I think I would be like a Francesca being like, I don't care. I love him and like (laughs) screwing everybody over, even though watching the show, it's so easy to judge that. But I know myself. (laughs) 
I feel what like I'd be so mad at everybody being a fucking idiot that I would be totally fine. And then I and mm. I would think like, oh, like I don't even want I'll just stay here and like go like pretend to emotionally connect with people. But mm-hmm. be fine with like not hooking up because they're so stupid and think I was gonna win a hundred thousand dollars and then be furious when I only won seventy five hundred dollars before tax <laughs> at the end because they don't tell you that you're splitting it with all these morons so you might as well do whatever the fuck you want the whole time yeah. anyway. I kept waiting for them to all give up on the money and just be like, fuck it, let's have sex because it was going to be so little money by the end anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's why... I was why, shocked. Uh, so we kind of were touching on Francesca. I mean, obviously she was like a little bit of a villain and sometimes, I, I'm not sure like what we're supposed to think of her, but I will say at the end, I was like, you know what? I think Francesca's smart because she's an influencer she mm. doesn't need this money, and she True. knows that by being a villain, people are going to remember her. And now, and she has like a million followers on Instagram, so it's much yeah. more valuable for her to be talked about all the time, even if she's being hated, than yeah. like play by the rules and get like a cut, like Nicole, that Irish girl who I thought was like pretty cute and funny, but never, yeah. you know, never had a moment because yeah. of, she was following the rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's for sure. a good point. I hated how much and the way that I hated Francesca. That's what mm-hmm. I my my big biggest gripe with the show is like I think the premise has potential to be so funny but I I hated that I would be sitting there and I was so mad at her when she went on the date with Kells and basically like asked her him to kiss her Mm. I was like you just had $20,000 sex with Harry can you cool (laughs) it for two fucking seconds and it made me I was like turning into this like horrible slut shamey Salem witch Salem witch hunt (laughs) Salem witch trials whatever yeah person and like yeah she's I don't I I don't like being that like I love I love hating all of the villains on The Bachelor I love hating villains at Vanderpump mm-hmm. and I don't like I didn't like how I how much I hated Francesca. do you think you would hate her less if she had less injections in her face <laughs> <laughs> and didn't say things like I'm clearly the hottest girl here do you think you yeah. would hate her less if she didn't say that kind of stuff to you're her? actually a hundred percent right like if, if that was yeah. Chloe because I I got a kick out of Chloe and yeah. I think that she's very very hot but I I think she's a lot more down to earth and relatable and like less full of chemicals and injections. And maybe if that was her, I mean, I, I mean, it was in a way I had such forgiveness for Chloe kissing that weird snake guy and Bryce and all of that. <laughs> I was like here for it. Cause I found her a lot more likable. Um, I also just didn't like in speaking of her injections, how Francesca couldn't really move her forehead. Mm-hmm. Mm. As you guys both know, my forehead is my main expressive <laughs> feature. The money maker. <laughs> that is the, really the money maker. So I was like, I just she feels like such a robot to me. Yeah, yeah. She... I will. I just like for women, I can't say that the show made me a better feminist. No. Right, right. Um, Georgie, what did you think about Rhonda telling Sharon that she had a kid in the seventh episode? That was insane. <laughs> I was like, Rhonda. No, she didn't. Like, not only did she not tell Sharon, she didn't tell anybody. Like, I'm assuming the producers knew. But, like, on a show like The Bachelor, the girls are always swapping secrets in the house. And then they're all talking about how, like, so-and-so needs to tell The Bachelor she's still a virgin. But Rhonda kept that lid on tight. She was like, no, no, no. I'm going to hook him first. And she she played the long game. I thought that was insane. And I was expecting... (laughs) as I'm sure the producers were expecting, a lot more drama from Sharon. But again, because the cast is all, it's low stakes for them because they're not like on the show to find their partner for life. 
he was like, all right, I think we'll make it work. And he was actually optimistic about that because, like, he has nothing to lose if it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally true. It's it's funny. uh, Carol, who was uh, a guest on the pod and did Are You the One, pointed (laughs) out that uh, if they had used a little bit of the Are You the One algorithm, the producers would have gotten a lot more drama. Because we saw with a handful of people, um, like the guy who looked like Jesus, that by not having anybody they were interested in on the island, even remotely, the stakes are just so incredibly low. Yeah. And if there was a little bit of, like, matchmaking, and, like, those those first 24 hours, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy's on the island. He's, like, totally my type. And then they're all told hands off that it might have made a little bit more sense. But... I think that uh, aside from those two, like, pretty hardcore couples, the rest of them were like, do you guys just want to go hang out by the beach? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. And I don't, I haven't, I haven't seen Are You the One, but like Bachelor in Paradise, the big, yes. like, stake is that you might have to leave and there's no cash prize. But imagine if that were at stake here, <laughs> like, there is a cash prize and you could get sent home if you're not coupling up with somebody. I think that's a much smarter formula. They mm. just arbitrarily were like, Haley, we don't like you. Get off the show. Yeah, yeah. Only person who got, like, sent home. And she didn't fight it at all. She's like, that's cool. This is what I wanted. Everyone here except for Francesca is lame. And I'm leaving. Bye, everyone. I don't do care about Ronda and Sharon. video you were talking about that maybe somebody that had to do with the show reached out to her and was like, don't? I don't know what her what – her, like agreement with the show is now clearly she still has to legally promote it and be connected to it because it's like part of her instagram name is like Haley from too hot to handle she doesn't post a lot about it like a lot of bonding pictures or whatever i feel weirdly connected to this cast in a very distant (laughs) way let me let me give you my pitch of what that is which is that they shot this show over a year ago and I'm sure shooting it was way more boring than even the final edit. Like, they, like <laughs> us talking about how low stakes it was and that there wasn't a lot of drama. They yeah. shot it over a year ago. I bet it was, like, fun and whatever. But that now, at this point, they're like, oh, my God, do you remember that, like, show we did? At least for a person like Haley or, like, yeah. some, of the, some of the girls that just, like, had maybe four minutes of screen time. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I did that thing. And now, because of quarantine... This show is so insanely popular. Yeah. And I bet they're like, I had, I did not see this coming. And it, I do have a weird, I feel like I'm relating to them because of my experience with Dave. Yeah. With the show coming out at this time. So, so many people are watching it and you're like, oh my God, wow, people are watching it because we're all at home watching TV. Yeah. And I think especially if you're Haley, who is like, this is stupid. I hate this. <laughs> She's probably like, how do I turn this around? Because (laughs) I had no idea it was going to be like this. Yeah, it's interesting. The audience seems to be responding so positively towards all the cast members. Like every single person on Instagram is posting these gushing like thank you posts being like, wow, I love you guys so much. Like I can't believe all the love I'm getting, (laughs) which like contrasted with a show like The Bachelor that had to do a segment about bullying. (laughs) Like it just is it's. I think you're right, Taylor, in that probably none of them were expecting it to be, like, 
successful or even received well and now they're all getting like thrown a bunch of instagram followers and that to them is love so they're like wow (laughs) thank you guys so much that to them is love that's a good point um can we just for one second talk about the logistics of how many beds were available and the sleeping situation because first of all they were like doubling up in the beginning and then they added more people and they didn't add more beds and they only sent one person home so then at one point like Bryce was sleeping on the floor because the only other option was to sleep in bed with Corey. Yeah. The nipple piercing guy. I was like, what? Yeah. Somebody somebody step in and bring a cot or something. Like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on here? Yeah, the bed arrangement was yet another, like, not explained rule. It was just yeah. completely unclear to the audience. And it seemed to be clear to the contestants, but I don't know how. That, like, they were just supposed to bunk up or not or sleep on the floor. What do you think the, like, thesis of this... Sh- like, do you agree with what they were trying to prove? Like, oh, if you don't be intimate with someone, then maybe you can form a deeper connection? Like, hmm. uh, can we parse hmm. that out? Do you agree with that on any level as far as, like, kissing all the way up to sex goes? Mm, no. I mean, I, like, <laughs> I'm into the idea of, like, self-improvement, and I, I, I can't say that I know a better way for them to get a bunch of like physically obsessed people more internal and like thinking about their personalities and personal development. But I just think that it, it shouldn't ever be, um, I don't know. It shouldn't ever be like propagated that sex isn't part of a relationship or an important part of a relationship. Yeah. There was like a weird chastity theme that I don't think was intended. And I was like, this is getting a little too like abstinence vow for me. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't think that that's the way to uh, like sex is a big part of a relationship and it's a big part of intimacy. I can see how saying like, Hey, if you sleep with someone the first day you meet them, that's probably hindering your ability to get to know them. But I don't think you can say the same thing about kissing. Right. You right. Know? Kissing is huge. I mean, it's just like you need that physical intimacy. And I, I, you know, I sort of compare it to love is blind, which is like I I think I was more on board with their attempt, even though it also made no sense to me. They kept describing it as an experiment, but it, they had a very clear like desired outcome. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, I just I think the the whole chastity thing or the removal of like any ability to physically connect with another person is actually not healthy like if you emotionally connect with somebody and you're having good conversation you think they're funny and you like when you look at them you think they're physically attractive but then you kiss yeah. them and they're a bad kisser like that's it right you know right like, <laughs> like, Chloe, like it. you're dead to me yeah chloe handled the show the best chloe was like following both impulses she was like listening to how they spoke to her but also like the physicality of it. That's why she went around kissing everybody. Well, and she did articulate, I think the best case version to play devil's advocate, like the Mm. best, uh, the best case version of this is what she was talking about. She was like, you know what? Like I do habitually just like try to hook up with guys right away. And then I really don't feel the need to talk to them anymore or ever see them again. And I just kind of, it ends there. Yeah. And this might be by, making me engage in conversation with them more and making it last a little bit longer. I, I now feel more motivated to communicate with them and talk to them and like learn more about them because there is, there's still like a yearning to want to connect. Mm -hmm. And I satisfy that in life before this experiment by just like having sex with them and leaving. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're, and that's, I think that goes back to the point of what you were saying, George, of like, if these were, and I don't think they totally were, but if these, if this was like explicitly for sex addicts, 
then it then it makes a little bit yeah. more sense. Yeah. But yeah. just to be like young hot people to rob them of that, you know, very <laughs> yeah. basic test of like, can I see if this guy is a good kisser or not? Or yeah. if sparks are flying when we kiss, like it doesn't make that much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also think, like, you know, taking a bunch of dumb people with no personality who are hot and saying, don't sleep with each other so you can suddenly connect just using your personalities doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden going to have a great personality when they're not fucking, (laughs) you know? Oh, my God, yeah. And look at freaking, like, Corey at the end, and he was like, I'm just going to go back to doing exactly what I was doing before. And I, I was watching, and I was like, yeah, man, you go do you. There's yeah. nothing wrong. With, I'm like, I think if I'm Corey, then that's what I do, and that's fine. I don't like to force like, him to not be like that's his identity as being the hot guy that fucks girls and has nipple piercings. He's like, you like, guys just let him do that. Then. Don't understand how much more pussy I'm gonna get in the real world from acting like this on your show. Like the show yeah. actually backfired in that sense. Oh, hundred like, percent. He's only gotten more clout. Yeah, being on the show. What else do we have? What do you think? Anything else we need to touch on? I, I feel like we g- covered most of the highlights. Yeah, there's so much yeah. we could do on this show. I feel I, like we did. Screamed about Francesca. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. To, oh, like, the underboobs, you guys. Oh, <laughs> the underboobs. Okay. Yay. Of course. I, I, guys, what is the verdict here? Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a very specific opinion about this. Tell us. Francesca's <laughs> bathing suit, right? Yes. That is meant to show underboob. Clearly desi- designed to highlight a small portion of the underboob. Sexy, tasteful, great. Love it. Mm-hmm. In in style, good job, okay? Mm-hmm. Some of these, it just looked like they were just too small. And I literally yeah. was looking on bikini sites, like Frankie's Bikinis, which is like a big bikini brand in L.A. I was like looking to see if this was a new thing, like if I'm just too old to understand this. <laughs> no, they're still supposed to cup your entire boob, like unless it's specifically designed to highlight that portion. So I don't understand what was going on. Like Chloe I had agree one. more. There was like ruching uh, that implied like this yes. is like how or like almost the underwire of a bra and then it, they would just be like peeking their boobs out. Do you think that Francesca had that one suit and then the other girls looked at each <laughs> other and just like <laughs> lifted up their swimsuits? Yeah, well, there was there was literally that moment when Chloe walked by after confronting Francesca and being like, don't talk to me. I really don't. That was a very sly thing for you to do. She walks by Francesca later, and Francesca goes, that's my bathing suit, you fucking little cunt. Yeah. Which implied to me that they're all swapping clothes. Yeah. Even though they have completely different body types, and uh, and I don't understand in what context else they're sharing clothes. I mean, I guess if they're just friends, they are. But, like, if they're just swapping bathing suits and, like, pulling from a pile, I don't know. I don't know. That could account for some of the underboob. That's true. Yeah, it just seemed like, like you were saying, Taylor, the ones with the ruching that were gathered in the middle, like, the, it just seemed like they were smashed down too hard, but not. that's not how it was intended yeah, by the with, design. Yeah, with the underboob, you need, like, a very specific type of lift and mm. to, like, get the right underboob. You don't mm-hmm. want them smooshed and, you know. Yeah. But I, did, I, I just kept going back and forth because there was some good underboob on the show, and then other ones I'd be like, oh, God, Whoa. when I look at that, I can't even breathe. Yeah. <laughs> It was crazy. Stressful. Wait, can I, I, ask- I wonder if I'll ever be brave enough to have underboob swimsuits. Because you- I love, I think it's flattering. I love an underboob pic. Yeah, you have great underboob pics on your Insta. Check it Thank out you. if you haven't seen these. But <laughs> <laughs> I miss Taylor's hoe face on Insta. <laughs> um, no, I, can I ask a question that will make it sound like I'm a virgin or like I never lived in L.A.? Yeah. Are Francesca's boobs real? No. 
Okay, got it. Yeah. I don't thought. think they are. I don't think anything on her is real. I mean, we didn't, yeah. to be fair, so the way that I, like, judge whether something's real or not is by the amount of uh, jiggle. That's Right. <laughs> and that's, I, I, yeah. just, I didn't term. see her. It, it, they just, like, if there's too good of cleavage and they're too perfectly in place, like, that's usually fair. And perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. And then yeah. with that tiny, and her body is so thin. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, right. that just doesn't make sense. Like You're right. It, it you're just, right. It's wrong. It was, um... Stupid. It was a stupid question, Georgie. I know. I, I knew it was. I just had to ask it. <laughs> I know it was stupid. I just needed okay. to know. Okay. Well, okay. with that, uh, the dumbest thing you've ever said, <laughs> can you tell our listeners how to find you on uh, the World Wide Web? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just go on Instagram, <laughs> type in at Georgie, no E at the end of Georgie, no insta that's like the hardest handle to explain out loud because it doesn't make sense and where can people watch your stories oh cute yeah if you want to watch my moth stories they're all in the tube i'm pretty sure if you just search my first and last name and then maybe moth but i don't know at least you could find my channel and then my only videos are of me doing moth stories and then one last shameless plug for uh your little movie that you're working on oh my god Okay, I made, I wrote and starred in and produced a short film, which like it has to be good because if it's bad, then all those things I just said sound really sad. Like I really would hate to be a Tommy Wiseau and like make this movie that sucks that I put all of myself into every element of. But it's very cute. It's called Trading Hearts with Victor Shaw. Release date is very TBD, but we're in post-production, and hopefully it'll be on Vimeo or some place like that. So, Well, thanks so much for coming on, Georgie. Thank you guys for having me. This is so fun.